Today we're tackling the relationship roller coaster since we're coming up on February, our love month. Our love month. Join the ride as we talk about the ins and outs of healthy connections and the dangers of being too clingy and the dangers of being too clingy, too distant, or even stuck in a code or even stuck in a codependent loop. Or even stuck in a codependent loop. Today you're going to hear tips from relationship gurus like Esther Perel, the Gottmans, and Sue Johnson, and we're going to discover the secrets to a happy and balanced partnership. So get ready for a dose of wisdom and a lot of transformative self-discovery. So get ready for a dose of wisdom and a lot of transformational self-discovery in today's guide to leveling up your love game. Hey parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you want to raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership. Just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important, unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat-punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside, and let's walk and talk. Welcome back to episode number 82. Can you believe we're there already? Today, the episode is called Love Connection, creating the sweet spot between independence and interdependence. So if you're anything like me, you might get those mixed up a little bit like, wait, which one are we supposed to be? What's interdependence again? What's codependence? What am I supposed to do or be? Well, we're going to talk about those things today. But first off, I want to remind you that today we are having our live one-hour workshop on refueling parents, and this is all about crafting a 30-day winter reset blueprint. My friends, are you to that point where you are just feeling a little stuck and you need some guidance and direction on how to get out of that slump that you've been in, maybe since Christmas or even before, and you're ready to level up? Well, this is a simple, free, one-hour commitment, and for those of you that are shy, just turn off your video and just show up and get those free resources, those free giveaways, and come and meet me. In order to get that Zoom link, you have to go to fulfillmenttherapy.org and put in your information so that I can email you that link. Now, jumping in to today's episode, I want to explain why I wanted to talk about independence and interdependence. Well, I was recently working with a client and she was pretty resentful and saying stuff like, 
I hate it that it feels like I have to get permission to do things in my relationship. And truly, she really does have a great partner, but she's also very independent and an entrepreneur, and she's a very strong and capable woman. Truly, I can relate to her a lot, and listening to her dialogue and the words that she chose to use, it was almost like I was counseling myself in that session. Because <laughs> we can all get like that. Like, which end of the spectrum are you? Are you too dependent? Are you too independent? So we're going to talk about things like that as well as codependency and make it a lot more clear and help you identify where you're at and how you can improve connection in your relationship. And not only that, but you'll have a better understanding of how to create better communication to lessen that resentment and create a deeper connection than ever before. All right, are you ready to learn what these things mean? It is quite important. So an unhealthy dependence in a relationship refers to a situation where one or both of you, whether that's in a dating relationship or a marriage, whatever it is, it's when you rely way too much on each other to meet your emotional or even psychological or physical needs. There's that excessive dependence that can feel really stifling often to at least one partner. This leads to an imbalance of power and also a loss of individual identity. What I've also noticed that comes with this is difficulty maintaining your personal well-being or your self-care. And I'm sure as I'm saying this, you can maybe have seen these ebbs and flows of this in your life, whether it's with you or whether it's with your spouse or your partner, whoever that is. So signs of this, this unhealthy dependence might include emotional reliance or that fear of autonomy and autonomy is just another word for independence, so you're afraid to be independent. Sometimes you might isolate from others, or like I mentioned a minute ago, you can even neglect self-care. This is really a big barrier in personal growth and puts a strain on relationships. So if you have marriage problems, this might be part of it. Are you too dependent? Now the other side, the side that my client was talking about, and even at times I relate to, is unhealthy independence. So what is this? This is an excessive self-reliance. Isn't that funny to think of it as excessive being bad? <laughs> but it can be. Excessive self-reliance, emotional detachment, where you can sometimes maybe appear a little bit cold or uncaring, and this reluctance to share vulnerabilities or needs with your partner. So there might be less communication, less openness in this regard. And a symptom of this is that one of you might prioritize personal space and autonomy to the point that it prevents that emotional intimacy and connection in that partnership. Again, you're probably thinking of times in your own relationship where, oh, he did this or I did this, where you can really see maybe this pattern of too much dependence or too much independence. All right, codependency. So codependency is where one person relies on the other person excessively for that validation and that sense of identity, and the other person may need to be needed. This is often an enabling relationship that's unhealthy on both ends. So there are those enabling behaviors that can lead to that imbalance of power and an unhealthy emotional reliance. So that's the key there, right? that unhealthy emotional reliance. If you're like me, you're probably thinking of those relatives or the, whoever that might be, a friend where you're like, oh yeah, they're so codependent, or 
Oh my goodness, they need so much more dependence or independence. I definitely was thinking about this as I reviewed some of these things. And these things come up so much with my clients that this is something I talk about pretty regularly. Now let's talk about the shiny golden egg or interdependence. So that is a healthy and balanced dynamic where both people, both partners maintain their individuality and that autonomy, or another word for that again is that independence, while also relying on each other for that emotional support and that collaboration or that shared decision making. So there is this mutual give and take, and both people contribute to the relationship's growth and its well-being. Here's a little self-disclosure. I feel like I've come a very long way in creating more interdependence in my relationship. My husband's been pretty good about it, but there are still certain things. For example, shared decision-making. When I work from home and I am primarily running the kids everywhere and making a lot of the decisions from birthday gifts to sports fees to doctor's appointments and all of those things, sometimes it's very easy to forget that he wants to be part of some of that decision-making, even though to me it feels like monotonous and tedious. If I'm getting in the habit of leaving him out of things, and I'm not saying everything, maybe some of them out there don't really care much about that, but that might require a conversation where you explore what they do want to be part of when it comes to the decision-making process. So that dynamic is not so uneven, which will eventually lead to resentment from probably both partners. From one, because he or she might feel like they're left out and they are not an equal partner, and maybe the other person doesn't care. And then on the other side, the other one might feel overburdened and frustrated that they're not getting more help, when in reality, they may not be communicating their needs. So I just threw a lot of information at you. So let's break it down a little bit more so you can get a better sense of it. I want to share a few quotes from those relationship gurus that I mentioned. I just love these people. The first one is Esther Perel, and she says, balance autonomy and connection. Healthy interdependence requires maintaining a sense of self within the relationship. Again, as I read that, you probably were thinking, oh, Sarah or Megan or whoever is out there, and she is just so needy of her husband, and on and on, and it's very easy to get judgmental in our heads of that other person, but I encourage you to look inwardly. Have you been able to balance that independence and that connection? Do you have that sense of self or is your identity so tied up in your husband or even truly your kids? I see that a lot with my clients. And going back to my client that I was talking about, it really is healthy to have independent outings for both of you. Often I see one partner doing that, like they're the only ones that go out on friend outings or make those things a priority, and the other one justifies why they can't do it. And sometimes they like being the martyr too much, like, oh, I can't, I have to be home with the kids, or whatever it might be, and instead they lose their sense of self, and truly they kind of become boring. They lose who they are, and nobody wants that. The kids don't want that. The partner doesn't want that. So explore where you are, almost like on this teeter-totter. Which spectrum are you on? Which side? Or are you right there in the middle with that balance? 
another self-check, <laughs> you might be a little bit off in how you view this. Maybe ask a sibling or ask your partner, your spouse. Do you think I'm too independent? Do you think I'm too dependent? Do you think we're codependent? Explore that. And how do we become more interdependent? All right, here is another quote by Sue Johnson. She said, Embrace emotional responsiveness. The dance of emotional connection creates a secure bond in interdependent relationships. So basically what she's saying here is that the more secure you feel, and the more you are emotionally responsive to your spouse, the greater your interdependent relationship will be. Now, I do say this cautiously because I do see, especially a lot of women, because unfortunately more women come into the counseling office instead of men culturally, but I see a lot of women be too dependent, even if they might have this desire for more independence. And it can be heavy in that relationship. I truly do see it both ways. Sometimes the husband is so demanding of the wife's time that it's quite heartbreaking because she's losing her sense of self. And sometimes, not always, but there's this uh, manipulation of sorts where almost like to keep that dynamic, there's guilt placed there to keep her from doing things that she enjoys or from being gone too long or any of those things. And that can be very destructive in a relationship. And resentments definitely build over time because that's not sustainable. That's not healthy. And then on the other end, the wife can very much do the same thing. She can be too needy and placing unrealistic expectations on her husband. Like, for example, one that I've remembered my husband saying is, is that I really value family dinner because that's about the only time that we're all together. And so I sometimes put too much pressure on him to be home quickly after work. When sometimes he just needs some autonomy and some space and that flexibility to allow him to be late or allow him to skip out on dinners more. I think allow is kind of a big word. <laughs> it's not that I refuse that, but maybe that pressure is too big sometimes when he needs space to recuperate after some really challenging counseling sessions himself because he works with a very difficult demographic with substance use. All right, here is another quote from John and Julie Gottman. It says, Nurture your friendship. A strong friendship is the foundation of healthy interdependence. So do you have a strong friendship in your relationship? If you don't, that might be where you can start. I know for Christmas, my husband just got me this little card deck that says 88 great conversation starters for husbands and wives. It could be as simple as that. Like we plan on going on our date and doing some of these while we're on our date. Just something to spice up that relationship and also create a stronger friendship. The next two are by John and Julie Gottman, and it says, build shared meaning. Having common goals and values strengthens interdependence. And this is a tricky one because people can change throughout a relationship. Goals often change, but values sometimes change too, and that can be a very challenging thing to navigate in a relationship. Maybe explore that. What are your values? I don't know if I'll still have it on my website when this airs, but you can go ahead and email me if you want to, or even look something up online. But there are a lot of things out there where you can explore what your core values are and compare them. You can both do this. Like, are our top values the same? And are we working towards the same things? 
I know my husband and I have very similar core values, and that creates a strong bond that even when we have some disagreements, we can always fall back on that. And here is the last quote by John and Julie Gottman. They say, Happy marriages are based on a deep friendship, mutual respect, shared values, and realistic expectations. I love this because each one is so important. Realistic expectations? Absolutely. If they're too big or too minimal, it's going to affect the relationship. So where are you with that? Do you have that deep friendship? Do you have that mutual respect, those shared values, and those realistic expectations? All right, listeners, thank you so much for showing up here today. If you feel like this is something that could help someone out, and if you want to be instrumental in helping them create greater connection and interdependence instead of that codependence or being too dependent or too independent, then please share this episode with them. Utilize what you learned here today and spice up that marriage and increase that connection as we come into February, where our focus is love and connection. Have a fantastic week, my friends, and I will see you back here in just a few days. Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who's looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then.